the LPGA returns to Highland Meadows Golf Course. And all Andy Alfred has you covered. From the Pro-Am on Wednesday to rounds one and two, live from Highland Meadows. From Transition Day on Saturday to Championship Sunday, all Andy Alfred has you covered. Follow the show on our Twitter, at AllAndyAlfred, as well as Facebook.com slash AllAndyAlfred for up-to-the-minute stats, information, and so much more. The Dana Open, presented by Marathon at Highland Meadows Golf Course. Labor Day weekend, September 1st through the 4th. Get your tickets by visiting DanaOpen.com. And so much more. Find us on the course. All Andy Alford is setting course to Highland Meadows and the Dana Open in Sylvania, Ohio. The following is a presentation of the All Andy Elford Network, powered by Anchor. And you are listening to this podcast on the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network. Whether it be on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, and Pocket Cast. However you're listening, and wherever you're listening, thank you for tuning into the program. And you can always follow the show on Twitter. It is at AllAndyElford. It is at all Andy Alfred. From the new studios in West Toledo, it is time for All Andy Alfred tonight. Of course, it's show two. So sports are on the topic and on the mind tonight as the Guardians sweep the Padres out in beautiful San Diego. While the Tigers split with San Francisco and the Reds just keep on losing. Getting beat up, destroyed by the Philadelphia Phillies. Muttons seem to keep finding a way to lose and win and lose and win. We'll see how it goes with this rest of the series against Louisville. Week 3 of the NFL preseason, it's dress rehearsal day. And who's going to be playing for the job, the starting job? And who's going to be on the practice squad? While we have finally have college football back. Well, sort of. It's week zero of the college football scene. And the ladies are in Ottawa. But they'll be coming to Toledo next weekend. We'll have all the coverage for you right here on All Andy Alford. But tonight's show starts now right here on the Anchor Network. Guess who's back? All Andy Alford. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Choo-choo, it's time for all Andy Alfred. And with that, I say, I love you guys. And welcome into another edition of All Andy Alfred tonight right here on your exclusive home for me. And that is with the Anchor Network. And you are listening to me tonight on the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you are listening, wherever and however you're listening, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. 
thank you for tuning into the show tonight to hear what is happening in the sports world as well as what is happening in my everyday life. You can be a part of the show by following us on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlfred. It is at AllAndyAlfred, as well as Facebook.com slash AllAndyAlfred. And welcoming you into the show today on this, the 25th day of August 2022. A lot to get into tonight. Of course, before we begin, I want to say again, thank you for coming on, being a part of this journey that is the All Andy Alfred podcast. Um, This is going to be a fantastic run as we're in the new studios. If you haven't listened to the first episode yet, then what are you doing? Go back. And if you haven't subscribed, then what are you doing? Subscribe to the podcast. We do shows two times a week now right here in the West Toledo studios as we are in the Man Cave studios getting you set for the weekend ahead. On this Thursday evening. Lots to get into tonight. Of course you're going to hear my opinion. And my thoughts on how the walleye did this season. Um, We've been off the air since the clinching of the Kelly Cup uh, playoff series. And you'll hear my opinion on how this walleye team is looking for this upcoming season. Also we have some NHL news. Especially some Blue Jacket news to talk to you guys about tonight. As well as... We're going to give you an updated updated rankings right now on the updated leaderboard of what's happening over at the CP Women's Open that's happening in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, where the LPGA is taking place for their tournament right before our tournament, the Dana Open. And again, I will state this, and I will continue to state this. We are going to have wall-to-wall coverage for you right here on All Andy Offer each and every night of the tournament starting on Wednesday night with a special preview edition of the of the Dana Open. Thursday, we will be on the course for round one. Friday, we will be on the course with a live show right from the ninth hole, as well as on Saturday for a live show as well, too, on the ninth hole. Sunday, it will be Championship Sunday. We will be on the course for that as well, giving you round-the-clock coverage for that. So follow us on our Twitter account, which is at AllAndyAlford. It is at AllAndyAlford as well as Facebook.com slash AllAndyAlford for all your Dana Open coverage this upcoming week. Uh, lots to get into on that subject. Of course, college football is back. And a lot of you have been asking, well, Andy, you know, next week is week one of college football. Are you going to cover that, especially with the Dana Open happening? We've got you covered on that. We will have our usual show on Monday. Monday's edition of All Andy Alfred will be all college football. We will preview. We will preview the big game between the University of the University of of, of the the Ohio State University taking on Notre Dame. We will also have the big game, which is UCLA hosting the our Bowling Green State University Falcons. Toledo will be at home against. Rhode Island, as well as Michigan getting their season started, as well as Michigan State. We'll all preview all their games, as well as looking look ahead to the season ahead. And we're going to lead off with that first and foremost with week zero of the college football season. But before we begin to that, we're going to talk about what happened down in Wood County yesterday afternoon. I am a little bit shocked of what happened yesterday that came across my wire. And that is Bob Mooseberger, the athletic director of the Bowling Green State University Falcons, has been fired by the university 
Uh, he has been let go not even a week before the start of the college football season. And it's a little bit of a shock for me, but you kind of figure it was coming. The program itself has been falling back in pieces. He was a, he was there with the administration during the Jenks era, as well as with he with the with the whole situation with Orr. At the same time, he was you know he's an alumni of the organ, of the of the school. He's a key piece to this. He was a key piece to hopefully the rebuild that is Bowling Green Athletics. And you let him go. You know, it's kind of a right move, in my opinion. He, he, the way that the competition has been for Bowling Green, Bowling Green has been, pardon my language, has been in the toilets for a, for a while. And as a, as a former student of Bowling Green State University, I just felt like this firing had to have had was a little bit of a shock, but it was kind of feeling like it was coming because of the fact that we haven't been performing well. The hires that he has hired have not helped out as much. Now, I've got to give Leffler this year. This is the year for Leffler. If this team that he has, which is, is recruited to all, all, this is all his recruits. This is his full recruiting class. If his team does not get to a bowl game or six wins this season, we've got a problem. We really, really do. We do have a problem. The same way with the Michael Huger situation at Bowling Green with the, with the basketball program. The only bright spot of this whole situation that he was the hiring for uh, Daniel Tomich, the coach of the Bowling Green State University Falcons volleyball team that has won MAC championships in the past and have been fantastic to, to watch and see. But I, I will state this again. It was a shock for me that he got fired, but it was a, I think it was coming. Now to do that though before the start of the football season is a key was a key shock to me was the big key shock to me because because I think you keep him because you now are on the search when all of every everybody's football teams are playing now now you're in this big search to find the next guy to lead this program and to lead this university and now you're doing this you're doing this literally a week before, a week before the football season starts. I, I, I just, I just don't see it. I just don't see it at all. So, uh, if they felt like this was the time to do it, uh, you know, I'll support, I'll support the decision. But in my opinion, I think it was just, I, I think it was, it was time for him to go, but it was not the right time. You know, and he was gonna get he was gonna retire at the end of the season, at the end of this of the end of this year, and for him to get fired, that's just an absolute shock, absolute shock. But Bob Moosberger out of the a as the AD of the Bowling Green State University Falcons. So we'll see how it all shakes out. We'll all see how it all shakes out. As you are listening to all Andy Elford today, right here. On the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and however you're listening, thank you for tuning in. And with that in mind, college football is technically starting this weekend with week zero of the college football game. So let's dive right into week zero's games. It's an appetite. To me, it's an appetizer before we have the main course, which is mostly all teams will play next weekend. 
And it's going to, next weekend's slate, if you don't have anything, if you don't have anything, I would recommend you get your Dr. Peppers and your pizzas and your beers and you just sit down and relax. Now, I can't because I'll be doing the Dana Open thing. But I will be following it on my phone most of the day. And good thing that Bowling Green plays Thursday night on the Pac-12 network. And by the way, I get the game. Thank God. I get the game. So I'll be able to watch UCLA beat the crap out of Bowling Green. And I know I know Bowling Green fans, well, we got a good possibility, good chance of doing it. I don't think so. I really don't think so. So we'll see. We'll absolutely see how it all shakes out. But we have an appetizer of this week's games, of week zero games. And let's take a look at them right now. So we'll first and foremost start off with the noon kickoffs. There's two noon kickoffs. This Saturday, it will be Austin P traveling to Bowling Green, Kentucky to take on Western Kentucky. Noon kickoff for that one. And now these are also my picks for this week, for week zero, as we begin the new season of college football picking right here on All Andy Alford. So we'll start off with this game, Austin P versus Western Kentucky. I'm going to take Austin P to beat the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky. You also have, and by the way, we're going to go into all the small games, and then we'll get into the big games as well. Idaho State travels to UNLV, 3.30 kickoff on CBS Sports Network. I'm going to take UNLV in this game, and uh, I think their club is pretty good. Uh, U- UConn travels out to Utah State, 4 o'clock kickoff, that game on FS1. Utah State University is a 26.5-point favorite in this game. I'm going to take Utah State in this one. Dubuque will travel down to Florida to battle the Florida State Seminoles. 5 o'clock kick on the ACC network. I will take Florida State in that one. FAU, Florida Atlantic University will host Charlotte. 7 o'clock kickoff on CBS Sports Network. I will take FAU in that one. Florida A&M travels over to Chapel Hill to battle North Carolina at 8-15 kickoff on the ACC network. I will take the Tar Heels of North Carolina. Here's my upset of the week. Uh, UTEP will be hosting North Texas. 9 o'clock kickoff for that one. UTEP a one-point favor in the game. I'm going to actually take North Texas in this one. I think North Texas, after the good season they had last year, I'm going to take North Texas in this one. Nevada travels over to New Mexico State, the Lobos of New Mexico State. 10 o'clock kickoff on ESPN2. Nevada a nine-point favor in the game. I am going to take the Wolfpack. Of Nevada, And then the late game, of course, a 10.30 kickoff on CBS Sports Network as Vanderbilt heads all the way west, west beyond California to the beautiful state of Hawaii, and they'll take on Hawaii. 10.30 kickoff for that one. Vanderbilt, an eight-point favorite. However, you, uh, Hawaii is always good in their home opener games. They are always a good team. I'm actually going to take Hawaii, and that is an upset. For that one, as Vanderbilt's an eight-point favorite in the game, I'm going to take Hawaii in that one. There is two Big Ten games that will be happening this upcoming weekend. First and foremost, let's start off with the non-Big Big Ten game. Wyoming travels to Illinois, to Champaign, to take on the Fighting Illini of Illinois. Illinois, 11-point favorite in the game. That game is at 4 o'clock on the Big Ten network. I will take the Illini in that one. And then in the night, in the afternoon game, the 12.30 kickoff in beautiful Dublin, Ireland, it will be Northwestern traveling on the road 
traveling across the world to take on the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Nebraska, a 14-point favorite in this game. I believe this is going to be actually a little bit more of a 14-point. I think I'd take Nebraska plus the points, uh, plus the over. I think Nebraska will win this game, and I'll have Nebraska beating Northwestern. So to recap again, I have Austin P, UNLV, that kind of rhymes right there, Utah State, Florida State University, FAU, North Carolina, North Texas, Nevada, and Hawaii. And my Big Ten games, I have Illinois and Nebraska. So that is your appetizer for Week 0. We'll preview Week 1 on Wednesday's edition of All Andy Alpha right here on the Anchor Network. And you're listening to the show on the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and however you're listening. Thank you for tuning into the show. And now let's dive into week three of the preseason, the dress rehearsal for the National Football League. So now let's dive into some National Football League as a lot of teams are making their cuts this week. So this week is dress rehearsal week for the National Football League. All your teams will be getting ready for your final games before we have a week off before the start of the NFL season. Lots to get into on this one, of course. The Lions on Hard Knocks. And I got to say this. I've been liking this Hard Knocks series. I've been seeing bits and pieces of it here and there on on um, on the HBO Max. And I think it's pretty good. I, I, I really like it. I really do. And for me, it's just... It's one of those things that, you know, there's a lot of bad juju when it comes to the hard knock situation. It doesn't give you give your team an advantage or an edge, but it is nice to see, you know, see the process of the of it. It really is. It really is. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out this upcoming season. So, with that in mind, let's take a look at week three of the preseason schedule, which is the final games for the NFL before we get into the start of the season with the kickoff happening in about a week and a half from now, which is the Bills going into SoFi Stadium to battle the Rams on Thursday night. So, let's take a look at this week's schedule. And we'll start off with tonight's games, of course. It will be the Packers traveling up to Arrowhead. It will be the Packers and the Chiefs. 8 o'clock kickoff for that one. On Prime Video tonight, it will be the first broadcast with Kirk Curbstreet and Al Michaels. 8-15 kickoff on Prime Video as the San Francisco 49ers battle the Houston Texans. Isn't that just a great game to start off the start off with your Prime Video? By the way, the Packers-Chiefs game, NFL Network. Why? I don't know why they had that game put on to on NFL Network where they should put Prime Video should be on the Chiefs and Packer game. Other games, Friday night will be the Bills traveling to Carolina to the Battle of the Panthers. The Seahawks go up, down, excuse me, goes down to Big D to Battle of the Cowboys. Don, the former San Diego Chargers, now the L.A. Chargers. I almost said San Diego because we're talking about the Padres here in a minute. The Chargers battle the Saints. The Patriots travel to Vegas to battle the Raiders. Saturday sees the Jaguars and the Falcons. You also have the Rams 
going across the country to battle the Bengals. The Commanders, Washington Commanders taking on the Baltimore Ravens. The Eagles travel down to Miami to battle the Dolphins. The Bears go to Cleveland to battle the Browns. That's a big game right there. Saturday night, 7 o'clock kickoff for that one. That game is going to be on Saturday Saturday night. That game on CBS. I'll be on the local channel on WTOL. Uh, Saturday night as well, you'll have Arizona traveling to Tennessee. And I thought that, you know, the Sunday night game between Baltimore and, and Arizona was pretty good. Monday night's game between Atlanta and the Jets. When Atlanta was up big and then the Jets came roaring back, that told me something a little bit about this Jet team. I'll say that. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers come back with the Buccaneers travel to Indianapolis to take on Matt Ryan and the Indianapolis Colts. Minnesota travels over to Denver to battle the Broncos. That's on Saturday night, 9 o'clock kickoff for that one. Sunday games look like this. The Giants, the German, travel at home, still at home, to battle the New York Football Jets, and then at 4:30 on Fox, it will be my Detroit Lions. Excuse me, on CBS, it'll be my Detroit Lions who are one in one taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are two and zero. 4:30 kickoff that game on CBS. So there is that for you guys right there. Uh, some news and notes around the National Football League to pass along to you guys as we get you set for Week Three of the NFL season, of course. Uh, the Bucks are expected Brady to play in the preseason finale. It looks like the there is a story out for the Browns today, as it is. J.C. Treader, the former Browns center, has announced his retirement after eight seasons in the National Football League, but he will remain as the president of the National Football League Players Association. Treader announced it today on Twitter. I thought he's leaving the game on my own terms, but he is also looking forward to doubling down on his work as the president of the National Football League Players Association. It also looks like this. It looks like um, uh, uh, the the New York football giants, it looks like wide receiver Colin Johnson is going to be out for the season with a torn Achilles. He is done for the season. We'll have a special NFL preview edition of All Andy Offer. It is yours truly, my good friends Logan Carr, as well as Lucas Sigerson, and us other guests. We haven't. I'm going to leave that as it be to to you guys. Let it be and see who do you think it is going to be for our special NFL preview edition of our podcast. That will be coming up in September. We're looking at that date to being around. I would want to say. We're looking at the date. I'm looking at the dates right now. It's going to be in September. It's going to be around either the after it'll be the 6th of September, which will be Tuesday night before the kickoff, which is on September 8th, which will be the Rams and the Bills at SoFi Stadium on NBC. So there is that for you guys right there. So the NFL week three is dress rehearsal week. Brady's going to be playing. That Ryan, all the starters will at least have at least probably the first half of all your games this week. And then after that, you'll be the practice squad and second stringers who will be playing for a job this upcoming season.
But there's that for you guys. As you're listening to All Andy Alford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you are listening, wherever and however you're listening, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning into the show tonight. And now let's dive on to the diamond. A lot of baseball talk tonight right here on All Andy Alfred. So now we take a look at what's happening on the diamond. And the Guardians are absolutely doing work over in beautiful sunny San Diego as they're getting ready for the game today. As it will be they, the Guardians taking on the Mariners on YouTube TV. That first pitch is going to be at 4.15 this afternoon. But let's take a look at what's happened with them. They had a quick two-game series with the Padres. And the Guardians getting the better of the Padres in Game 1 of the series on Tuesday night with a 3-1 win over the Padres. As Sandlin gets the win, he goes to 5-2 with a 2.18 ERA. Clevenger, the former Guardian slash Indian, Gets the loss. He goes to 4-5 and five with a 3.59 ERA. Classe the save, his 29th of the season for the Guardians. If you look at the box score in this one for you guys, in this, in this game that took place at beautiful Petco Park in downtown San Diego, it was Gomez homering for the Guardians, his fourth of the season, and Jimenez getting his 15th of the season off of Clevenger for the Padres. No home runs hit for them. Savelli started the game. He went four and two-thirds innings, four hits, one run. That run was earned, two walks, four strikeouts. His ERA now a 5.37 ERA. Mike Clevenger, six innings pitched, two hits, two runs. Those two runs were earned, one walk, four strikeouts, and two home runs. He gave up his ERA a 3.59. Time of the game, three hours and 20 minutes, 38,166 in attendance at Petco Park. Then we look at the game on on Wednesday night, Wednesday afternoon, in beautiful Petco Park, and the Guardians putting a shellacking on the Padres, shutting them out 7-0 as the Guardians had 7 runs on 13 hits, no errors in the game. The Padres, no runs on 6 hits, no errors in the game. As Quintel gets the win, he goes to 10-5 with a 3.59 ERA. Snell, the loss, he goes to 5-7 with a 4.24 ERA in that one. As Jose Ramirez getting his 25th home run of the season off of Snell and Gomez homering his fifth of the season. It was Quintel, seven innings pitch, five hits, no runs, none earned, one walk, six strikeouts, ERA at 3.59 ERA. Snell, three and a third innings pitch, eight hits, six runs. Those six runs runs were all earned, no walks, four strikeouts, three home runs he gave up in his outing on Wednesday afternoon, three hours and two minutes took to play the game. 30,409 were in attendance at the beautiful Petco Park. As today, it will be the Guardians taking on the Seattle Mariners. First pitch getting ready to start here in just a few minutes. It will be the Guardians on the mound for him today. It will be it'll be Mc, Tristan McKenzie. He is ERA a 3.11 ERA. It will be Gonzalez on the bump. It's, he will be his ERA a 4.13 ERA. Game time is just getting ready to start here in just a few minutes. Now, after that, the Guardians then will take on the Mariners for another four straight games. 
Friday night, it will be Shane Beaver on the bump, 8-7 with a 3.10 ERA. He'll take on Gilbert, who's 10-5 with a 3.52 ERA. 10-10 start time for that one. It will be Plesak starting on Saturday, 10-10 start time for that one for the Guardians. He's 2-11 with a 4.43 ERA. It will be Luis Castillo, the former Red, who's 5-5 with a 2.93 ERA. Game time for that one, 10-10 on Sunday's slate of games. For the Guardians, on the bump for them, it will be it will be Cervelli, who's two and five with a five point three seven ERA. He'll take on Robbie Ray, who is ten and eight with a three point seven five ERA. Game time for that one four ten. You can watch all the games, excluding today's game. Today's game is only a YouTube live exclusive. You can watch it on the on YouTube. All games going to be on Bally uh, Sports Great Lakes as well as on. River South Northwest. I mean, Root Sports Northwest, my apologies. So there is that for you guys tonight as the Guardians taking on the Mariners. Let's take a look at the team out of the Motor City, which is the Detroit Tigers. The Tigers had a quick two-game series with the San Francisco Giants. And the Giants getting the better of the Tigers in game one of the series on Tuesday night, beating the Tigers 3-1 as Rondon gets the win. He goes to 12-6 with a 2.81 ERA. Hutchinson, the loss, he goes to 1-7 with a 4.06 ERA. Duvall, the save, his 18th of the season. As if you look in the game, the box score in this one for you guys today, as it was for San Francisco, Rondon, seven innings pitch, five hits, one run. That run was earned, 10 strikeouts. His ERA, a 2.81 ERA. Evan Longoria homering his 12th of the season. It was no home runs hit for the Tigers. It was Hutchinson starting. He went five innings pitch, four hits, one run. That run was earned, two walks, three strikeouts. His ERA at 4.06 in front of 21,213. Time of the game, two hours and 52 minutes. We get to Wednesday's game, and it was an afternoon affair as the Tigers beat up on the Giants, splitting the series with the with the, with the the uh, Giants by a score of 6-1. to one. Matt Madden getting the win. He goes to 1-1 one one with a 2.37 ERA. Webb the loss. He goes to 11-7 with a 3.33 ERA. In the game itself, Manning pitched 6 innings, 5 hits, no runs, those of none earned, no walks, 8 strikeouts. His ERA, a 2.37 ERA, as it was no home runs hit for the Tigers, no home runs hit in the game for the Giants, as it was Webb on the bump, four and two-thirds innings pitch, five hits, six runs. All six were earned, three walks, six strikeouts, as the Tigers had a big six-run inning in the game on Saturday, on, excuse me, on Wednesday afternoon. So the Tigers beating up on the Giants, 6-1, to one, and a good-sized crowd at Comerica Park. I can't give you the attendance or the time, unfortunately. It does not want to pop up for me tonight. But the Tigers now hit the road. They'll go to Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas, where the Tigers will battle with the Texas Rangers. Tomorrow will be Tyler Alexander on the bump, 3-7 with a 4.03 ERA. He'll take on Odo, who's 5-8 with a 4.66 ERA. 8.05 first pitch on that one for on Friday. On Saturday, it will be Edwin Rodriguez for the Tigers. He's 2-3 with a 3.89 ERA, 7.05 first pitch for that one. Sunday's game, the concluding game of the series, will be Hutchinson on the bump, 1-7 with a 4.06 ERA. Texas has not yet named starters for the upcoming season, for the upcoming Saturday and Sunday games against the Detroit Tigers. Now we get, that's what's happening in Tiger Town. Let's head down to the Queen City, and boy, oh boy, the Reds are really stinking it up, my friends, 
really stinking it up. We'll start off with Monday night's game as they went into Philadelphia to battle the Phillies in a big three-game series that they'll have the concluding game tonight. They lose game one of the series on Monday by a score of 4-1. to one. It was Cindergard the win. He goes to 8-8 eight and eight with a 3.77 ERA. Classe the loss. He goes to 3-2 and two with a 5.67 ERA. It was, excuse me, it was, uh, it was Bentelli getting the save, his second of the season. Four clock. Casse, two innings pitched, three hits, two runs. Those two runs were earned, one walk, three strikeouts. He gave up two home runs in the game. Those two home runs he gave up from former Red Nick Castellanos, his 12th of the season, as well as Stott, who is eighth of the season, as it was Cindergard, Noah Cindergard, the win he goes to 8-8, eight and eight, 377 ERA. He went seven innings pitched, three hits, one run. That run was earned, two walks, one strikeout. He gave up one home run to Romine, who is first home run, as a Cincinnati Red. Time of the game, 2 hours and 40 minutes with a 57-minute uh, uh, rain delay. 19,166 in attendance at Citizens Bank Park in beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We get to Tuesday night game, and the Phils win again as Bryce Harper returns and homers in his rehab start with Lehigh Valley, giving the opportunity for the Phillies to finally call him up and... They did this afternoon. So they will have him in the lineup, expected to have him in the lineup either tonight or tomorrow. So there's that for you. But the Reds coming off, having a big lead going into the ninth inning, but they lose in the ninth inning, but a walk-off, a walk-off single, and the Reds lose 7-6. to six. Hand the win, he goes to 3-1 and one with a 1.91 ERA. Diaz the loss, he goes to 4-2 and two with a 1.88 ERA in the game. For the Reds, it was no home runs hit in the game. As Lodo started the game, he went five and a third inning pitch, four, three hits, four runs. Those four runs were earned, two walks, five strikeouts in his outing for the Reds. For the Phillies, it was it was Verling getting his fifth of the season off of Lodo. It was Suarez starting for the Phillies. He went five and two-thirds innings pitch, six hits, three runs. Those three runs were earned. Four walks, five strikeouts in a game that took three hours and 12 minutes to play. 20,220 in attendance at Citizens Bank Park on Wednesday, excuse me, on Tuesday night. We get to last night and the Phillies again excel in the game for them as they get two runs in the second, four runs in the third. It was just enough for them. As they beat on the Reds seven to five, Sanchez the win he goes to two and one with a three point nine four ERA. Zurich the loss he goes to zero and three with a fifteen point one nine ERA. Robinson the save his eighteenth of the season for the Reds it was Fairchild homering his second of the season. Kyle Farmer his seventh of the season. Ramoto getting the home run for the Phillies his fourteenth of the season. The box score looks like this for the Reds it was Zurich. Going two and two-thirds innings pitch, seven hits, six runs. Those six runs were earned, four walks, and the one home run he gave up to Ramoto, his 14th of the season. For the Phillies, it was Sanchez going six innings pitch, six hits, three runs. Those three runs were earned, no walks, seven strikeouts, the two home runs he gave up in his outing. Time of the game, three hours and 16 minutes, 24,400 in attendance at Citizens Bank Park for that one. So now we get to tonight's game. For the Red Legs, the Reds will send Dunn on the hill. He's 1-1 one one with a 6.08 ERA. Take on Nola, 
who is 8-10 with a 3.25 ERA, 7.05 first pitch, that one on Bally Sports Ohio, as well as NBC, NBC Pittsburgh, NBC Philadelphia. The Reds then will travel to the nation's capital to take on the Nationals, 7.05 first pitch, be minor on the bump, 2-10 with a 6.44 ERA. Savali will start for Washington. He is making his debut with the Washington Nationals. Sessas will start on Saturday for the Reds. He is 3-2 with a 5.67 ERA. Espo will start for the Washington Nationals. He's 0-5 with a 4.31 ERA with his earned run average. The concluding game on Sunday for the Red Lakes will look like this. It will be for the Reds on the bump. It will be, of course, the one and only Nick Lodo, who is 3-4 with a 4.35 ERA. He'll take on Patrick Corbin, who is 4-17 with a 6.61 ERA. That game, 135 first pitch. That game on Bally Sports Ohio, as well as on Masson in Washington. So there is the updated uh, scores and updated updated games for the, both the Guardians, the Tigers, and the Reds. Taking a look at the standings going into this weekend, this weekend's play. It'll look like this. The Guardians on the top spot at 66 and 56. The Twins 62 and 64 games out of first place. The White Sox 63 and 61, four games out of first place. Kansas City 51 and 75, 17 games out of first place. The Tigers 48 and 77, 19 and a half games out of first place. In the East, the Yankees are in the top spot at 76 and 48. Holding the top spot in the East, Tampa is in second at 69 and 55, seven games out. Toronto 67 and 55, eight games out of first place. Baltimore 64 and 59, 11 and a half games out. And the Boston Red Sox at 60 and 64, 16 games out of first place. In the West, Houston holding the top spot at 80 and 45. Seattle 67 and 57, 12 and a half games out of first place. Texas 57 and 67, 22 and a half games out of first place. The Angels 52 and 73, 28 games out of first place. And the Oakland Athletics at 46 and 79, 34 games out of first place. In the senior circuit, in the Central Division, it is run by the St. Louis Cardinals, who are 71 and 53. Milwaukee 65 and 58, five and a half games out of first place. The Cubs are 54 and 70, 17 games out of first place. The Reds 48 and 74, 22 games out of first place. And Pittsburgh 47 and 77, 24 games out of first place. In the East, it is led by the Mets, and this is the, probably the closest the Mets and the Braves are going to be this season. The Mets 79 and 46. The Braves 78 and 48, a one and a half games out of first place. Philly, the Phillies 69 and 55, nine and a half games out of first place. Miami 54 and 70, 24 and a half games out of first place. And the Washington Nationals are 42 and 83, 37 games out of first place. In the West, it's pretty much the Dodgers running. They lead the division 86 and 37. San Diego's second closest at 68 and 58, 19 and a half games out of first place. San Francisco 61 and 62, 25 games out of first place. Arizona 56 and 67, 30 games out of first place. And Colorado 54 and 71, 33 games out of first place. So that is what's happening around Major League Baseball. The games to look forward to this weekend, it's really not that big of a slate. Uh, Besides for for Friday night's action, uh, if you're looking at marquee matchups, you have Tampa battling Boston, um, Atlanta's in St. Louis, uh, Cubs are in Milwaukee, San Francisco's in Minnesota, the Yankees are on the West Coast battling the A's. Uh, I mean, it's really not that big of a 
big of a slate. I to be honest with you guys, this week in the national in the major league baseball this weekend. So, I mean that that gives you more of an excuse to watch a little bit more football as well as you know get ready for the uh, start of the football with the college football games happening this weekend. As you're listening to all Andy Alford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and however you're listening. Thank you for tuning in to the show tonight as we have dived into both the college as well as the NFL and Major League Baseball. Now let's hit the links and let's talk a little golf and let's hear what the updated standings are going right now in the PGA as well as over in Ottawa, Ontario for the CP Open. So we, let's take a look around the uh, beautiful grounds that is the CP Women's Open for the LPGA, the LPGA back into the swing of things after a, a week off as they are now getting ready for a big stretch of tournament action for the next seven days as they get ready for, of course, our tournament next week as it is the Dana Open. And we take a look at the leaderboard right now. It is a tie at the top of the leaderboard as it is Emma Talley at six under par for her round. She's tied with Paula Ritu, who's six under par at through 10 holes. Tied for third are the following players, Mo Martin, Elizabeth Skoll, Eileen Kim, as well as Rosslyn, who is five under par. As uh, you also have at five under par, uh, excuse me, at four under par, tied for eighth, uh, the following players, Danielle Kang, Nellie Corda, Jessica Corda, as well as Ian No. Brooke Henderson is also tied at four under par. Jennifer Cupcho, four under par as well, too. And Maddie Zivles, four under par as well. Linda Vu is eight under is tied for eighth at four under par. Uh, you also have Cheyenne Knight, four under. Carolyn Masson, four under par as well, too. Jin Lee, five, is tied for 22nd at three under par with the following other players as well, too. Allison Lee, Stacey Lewis, Hannah Green, Inji Chung, as well as Laura Salas and Lauren Zalitsky, Lucy Lee is also at three under par, and Alina Sharp three under par as well too. Ali Ewing three under par. The defending marathon classic champion, and now the Dana Open champion, estimated Dana Open champion three under par as well too. That's Nasa Adakora, uh, Madeline Jagundin three under par as well too. Uh, Looking at some other names around here for you. Go. Brittany Ademeyer tied for 38th at two under par. You also have Carolyn Segunda, two under par as well, too. You have Pauline Delacour, two under par. And you have Jasmine Suwanapora, one under par through her first round, tied for 58th. Um, Lexi Thompson tied for 58th at one under par. Lydia Coe, one under par, tied for 58th as well. And getting you a couple other ones. Gabby Lopez at even par, tied for 85th. You also have Smith from Australia, even par at 15. Um, Sue O at one over par, tied for 101st. And on, I wanted to say Minji Lee has withdrew from the tournament. She was scheduled to play with, with Lexi Thompson as well as Nellie Corda. Those three were playing together, but she withdrew with an illness, so she is out of the CP Open. You can watch the CP Open on the Golf Channel. It's live every day from 9.30 in the morning to 12.30 in the afternoon. 
It will also be on CBS on Sunday from 1.30 to 3.30 this upcoming Sunday. So there is that for you guys right there. Also got to make mention of the PGA as well. PGA Tour under underway today. In the men's side of things, Scotty Scheffler is in first place at 12 under par. Uh, Xander Shoffley, 8 under par. Cameron Young tied for third at 7 under par with Sunji Lin, as well as Patrick Cantley, who is 7 under par as well. As this is the Tour Championship, PGA Tour Championship that's taking place. The Tour Championship taking place right now. Uh, Jaron Neiman, 6 under par. Mika Fitzpatrick, 6 under par. Burns, 6 under par. John Rahm, 5 under par. As well. Colin Morcara, 4 under par. Rory McIlroy is 4 under par. Adam Scott, 2 under par. Jordan Spieth, 3 under par. And Justin Thomas, 4 under par as well. Some, some of the big names for you guys are there. Uh, Matsuyama, 1 under par at 25th spot. Victor Hovland at even par. Connors, 3 over par, tied at 29th spot. Tw top 29 players will be playing in this tournament. So there is that for you that's taking place at Eastlake Golf Club in Atlanta, Georgia. So there's that for you. The Live Tour will take place on next weekend in Boston, Massachusetts. It's the International, which is the Oak Course, the purse, $20 million right there. So, of course, PGA Tour is taking place. The LPGA is happening right now, too. Don't forget, we have coverage of the Dana Open starting this upcoming week. It will start on Wednesday for a special preview edition of the Marathon, uh, formerly the Marathon Classic, now the Dana Open presented by Marathon in beautiful Highland Meadows Golf Course in Sylvania, Ohio. We'll preview the field that is going to be taking on the course starting on Thursday. But uh, the Pro-Am will be Wednesday. Lots to get into. I can't wait. I can't wait to get into it and to talk some golf. We're looking to get some guests. I don't know if we can. Uh, we had a falling out on a couple of them already. So it's just because of COVID restrictions. So... There is that for you guys. As you're listening to all Andy Offer tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and however you're listening, thank you for tuning in. And now let's talk a little ice hockey. Let's talk about my thoughts on the walleye season this past year. So I wanted to talk to you guys because the last time we talked about the Toledo walleye was the Kelly Cup Finals, and that was between the Florida Everblades, the Eastern Conference champion, and our Western Conference champion, Toledo Walleye. Now, when we last left the show, we were talking, we were getting ready for Game 1 of the Kelly Cup Final. And I, I was at Game 1, and I was at Game 2 of the Final. And to tell you the truth, it was probably one of the best atmospheres I've ever witnessed in my entire life. The crowd was into it. You know, the sh they were giving out the shirts, and the towels were waving and everything like that. You know, and Florida, I thought, got the better of us in the series from the, from the get-go. You know, they we played their game from start to finish. And it, it hurt us. It absolutely hurt us. It absolutely hurt us in the long run. And we knew that Florida had to just win at least one game in Toledo just to, you know, just to make it be them winning it in Florida. You know, and, and winning the whole whole damn thing you know and I figured that our team would be ready and willing and being able to you know take take on this team take on these Everblades 
And I, I, I felt like the rest that we had after the Utah series kind of hurt us. It kind of hurt us in the long run. And for me, looking at the rest, looking at the, how the series ended and how everything shaked out, I mean, it was almost a month ago. Literally, it was almost a month, uh, not a month ago, but two months ago that this happened. Ended on the 11th of June as Florida got the better of us with a 4-2 win in the series. And, you know, what got me the most was... You know, we got the win in Florida in Game 3, making it a 4-1 series. I felt like the series was done for us Game 4, Friday night. And I'll tell you this. I was at 5th, 3rd Field watching the Mud Hens play. I forget who they were playing. I think it was, I, I forget off the top of my head, but they were having the watch party over at Hensville Park for the game. And... You know, the Mud Hens were, were losing. They were losing by four runs. I figured, all right, you know, we'll, we'll go over and watch the watch party. And we sat, me and me and my wife Amanda sat, stood there, excuse me, stood there and watched the game. And the Fish took the lead with under a minute and a half to play in the game. And I was saying, my, I said to Amanda, I said, this is, this is it. We win these two games. We've got game six back here. We got a chance to win it. And all of a sudden, it just unraveled. You just felt when Florida took the tying goal with less than a minute to play in the game, it was a pin drop. You felt the air just leave Hensville Park from everybody that was watching the game. You knew you knew that was going to happen. You we knew it was going to happen. And just for it to happen, it just it, it just killed. And then ending up losing the game in overtime, losing it three to two, I knew then that the series was done. I knew the series was done right there because the fish. I felt like they gave everything that they had in that period, and it was just not enough. It was just not enough, and they lose the series the next night, four two giving Florida the championship and winning and winning them the Kelly Cup. So we see how the season's going to shake out with them. You know, with Gordy being back, of course, and you know, now Simone Denis coming back for the Fish, Watson for the long-term extension. But the what got me is that Schultz is gone. Schultz is, has been signed by the Atlanta, by the Atlanta Gladiators. So that is a big key piece that we're losing right there. A big key piece. We've lost a couple players to Europe. We don't know yet what the Hensick situation is going to be at. We'll have Brandon Hawkins back, which is this is fine. The goaltending situation, I'm fine with it. But the leadership, we need more of leadership on the ice. Are we going to get that more? We need that more. We need more of a veteran, more veterans, 
like a Hensick to come back. We need a Denis that's going to be strong to come back. And we'll see how it all shakes out. So I was distraught. I was upset. But, you know, after the after game four, when the Fish lost in overtime, I just knew that the series was done. I just knew the series was done. And, you know, that was, that was pretty much it. We also found out yesterday that Alexander Texier from the Columbus Blue Jackets will not be playing this season with the Blue Jackets. Now, that is a big blow to the Jackets. Texier, a key piece to this Jacket team that I, I, I just don't understand why, what's going on with this team, with him, with him leaving. I'll give you the statement that they released yesterday. And I'll read it to you verbatim as followed. This is from the desk of Yarmo Kekalainen. Uh, General Manager and Alternative Governor Yarmo Kekalainen announced today that forward Alexander Texier, per the advice and recommendation of the NHL and the NHL's Substance Abuse and Behavioral Health Program, will not be joining the Columbus Blue Jackets for the 2022-2023 season. The right of the club and player has consisted with the treatment of a suspended player. He will need not paid by the club and his salary will not count against the salary cap. As a part of the agreement between the club, the NHL, and the NHL Players Association, Texier will be permitted to sign a one-year contract to play in Europe for the 2022-2023 season. Alexander Texier came out with a statement in that saying, During the past year, I've experienced some personal issues and challenges, and I feel I need to be closer to my family at this time. I love and respect the city of Columbus, the Blue Jackets, and the fans, and everyone has always treated me as first class. I truly appreciate the support, health, and empathy I have received from team management, coaches, doctors, trainers, as well as my teammates. This is, was a hard decision, but it's best for me right now. Yarmo in a statement also said that the Texier and I recently had a very long conversation with, which indicates that he was not ready to resume his career in the National Hockey League. While we are disappointed in Texier not joining the team in 2023 as we anticipated, his mental health and well-being remain our top priority and we continue to support him in that way. Texier was, gr- was granted a, a leave of absence in March after being sidelined due to a fractured finger on, Dece- on January 26th versus the Calgary Flames. The native St. Martin del Riz, France player set a single-season career highs in goals and points with 11 goals and 9 assists with 20 points in 12 penalty minutes and 59 shots and even plus-minus rating. So there's that for you guys. So Tex is out in Columbus. He is not going to be playing with the Jackets this season. Where does the Jackets go with this? I, I, I don't know. I don't know where they go with this. I really don't. Uh, some news around the National Hockey League, of course, is we're getting closer and closer to training camp starting, of course. Phil Kessel has signed a one-year deal with the Golden Knights. That's a surprise. He signed a one-year, $1.5 million deal with the Golden Knights. He was introduced today by the team. Also, the World Cup of Hockey is will return in 2024. We're looking for the, looking forward to that. Hopefully, they'll get a game played at, uh, at Nationwide again. That was pretty cool to see that taking place as well it is a split cover on the nhl 23 game it will be uh, trevor segris and sarah nurse will make the were announced as the cover of nhl 23 so there is that for you guys right there 
of fr passing along some free agency try signings for you guys as well too. So here's who the Jackets still have out there in the free agent market to re-sign. Okay, so here it is. And this is what it's the unrestricted free agent. See, Gabriel Carlson, gone, signed by Washington. Kevin Stenlin, gone, signed by Winnipeg. Here is the group two free agencies. Benstrom, re-signed. Wierenski, Trey Flix, Wierenski, re-signed. Line re-signed. Here's group three. J.F. Barube, Nathan Kirby, Scott Harrington, Cameron Johnson, Dean Kukin, and Tyler Sakura, former walleye, on the list. That says a lot right there. Red Wing players that are still in need of signing. Carl Raleigh. The Red Wings have really shaken out. Philip Zadina. Danny DeKaiser. Simone Gagne. Brian Lashoff. Ryan Murphy. Here's the unrestricted page. Caden Fulcher's out there still. There's that for you. There's that for you. The free agency is still out. Nelly Corda, by the way. So yesterday during the pro-am, Brooke Henderson, native of Ottawa, Ontario, wore the Ottawa Senators jersey. Nelly Corda rocked a Chicago Blackhawk jersey in Ottawa. Nelly, who is the third ranked number three golfer in the LPGA Tour, wore the Blackhawk jersey. As like I mentioned before, Brooke Henderson wore the black wore the black. Ottawa Senator jersey. So there's that for you. That's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. So there's that for you guys. Since we get closer and closer to training camp, we'll talk a little bit more of hockey as well going forward. As you're listening to All Andy Elford tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and however you're listening, thank you so much for tuning into the show tonight. And we have now come to the end of our program tonight. It's time for Andy Rants and a look forward to what is coming next week's editions of All Andy Elford. So, of course, next week is the big week for us here on All Andy Elford as we get you set and ready to go for the Dana Open. We'll be on the course, like I mentioned before, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Highland Meadows Golf Course for the Dana Open. It will all start off with our preview edition of the show on Wednesday night. We'll have our regular show Monday night. We'll talk about, we'll preview week one of the college football season as well as recap the weekend that was with the Tigers in Arlington, the Guardians in Seattle, and the Reds in the nation's capital. Uh, also got to make mention of this too. We'll also look ahead to the NFL slate a little bit. We'll dive a little bit into it, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about that next week. But most of our focus will be for the Dana Open next week, which is the LPG event at Highland Meadows Golf Course. So get your programming ready for that. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, then what are you doing? Hit the subscribe button. We do podcasts each day of the Dana Open on on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday right here on the Anchor Network. So it is truly a pleasure to be back in the studio with you guys tonight, of course. And we're going to end tonight's show with Andy Rants, but it's not a rant tonight. It is a promotion. Yes, it's a promotion. Of course, this weekend is the big weekend for yours truly, as it will be the 54th annual 
German American Festival out in Oak Shade Grove in the beautiful city of Oregon, Ohio. It is my favorite time of year, of course, to have, you know, you know, festivals for me are is is, is amazing. And this one is the best one. In my opinion, if you've never been to the German American Festival in in Oak Shade Grove in Oregon, Ohio, then it is like being in Germany itself. With the the amount of beautiful, the amount of good food, the amount of good beer, the amount of German uh, authenticity is just amazing. I love, I love it. I absolutely love being out there for the German American Festival. Uh, me and my wife will be working the German American Festival on Saturday and Sunday. Come and see us at uh, Worst Stand One, which is in the Wine Garden area. We'll be working from 2 until 6, as well as Sunday from noon until 3. Uh, we'll be rolling around the grounds also on Saturday and Sunday. We'll be there tomorrow night for opening night ceremonies as well. Uh, looking forward to catching up with some people that I haven't seen in about a year or so. Also, it's going to be a fun weekend. Uh, authentic German food, authentic German beer. Nice, dan beautiful dancing. They have sports competitions. There is going to be a soccer match between uh, uh, Windsor FC from Canada taking on, um, I believe, a local team. I don't quote me on that. But also they have the rock throwing as well as the stein holding competitions. Uh, there will be kids rides, um, the glockenspiel, the authentic German music, which I look forward to every single year. So bring a guest, come to the fest. You can get your tickets by going to GermanAmericanFest.com. Do a Google search of German American Fest as well. Uh, you can get tickets at the gate as well. Uh, food tickets are 50 cents a ticket. Uh, the average food ticket is about, about food item is about $5. An average beer ticket, it's going to be about, probably about eight to nine tickets. So big mention of, be prepared for that. So I'm not, not, not just be prepared for that. I'm just letting you know that. And they do take card and they do take cash. So be prepared for that. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for all Andy Alford tonight right here on the Anchor Network. I hope you enjoyed the show. I can't wait for next week. I hope you can get out to the German American Fest this upcoming weekend. It is truly one of the fast, best festivals out there to come out and enjoy. Have a drink relax you know because i'm gonna need it because after next week it's gonna after this weekend it's just gonna be crazy from now on with the nfl as well as college football getting ready to start here in the next couple days so until i talk to you guys next week this is andy alford saying i'm pulling for you we're all in this together the game of life keep your stick on the ice and to the teams you root for at home and to my teams go jackets go walleye Let's go Tigers, Guardians, and Reds. Let's go Falcons. Let's go Lions. And remember to hit them straight, my friends. And roll out the barrel, my friends. GAF is arrived. Victory is sweetest when you have tasted defeat. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'll talk to you on Monday right here on the Anchor Network. Love you, babe. Talk to you later.
This has been a presentation of the All Andy Elford Network, powered by Anchor. You've been listening to Andy tonight on the plethora of platforms with the Anchor Network, whether it be on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Bleaker, however you listen, wherever and whenever you're listening. Thank you again for tuning into the show tonight. You can be a part of our show by following us on Twitter. It is at AllAndyElford, as well as Facebook.com slash AllAndyElford. The podcast is performed each week right here on the Anchor Network.